Good morning, Glenridge. I hope you are so well this morning. Over the last little while, I've been thinking a lot about when I was first saved and remembering how God spoke so clearly but offensively to me and what a huge challenge it was and how I couldn't but turn to Christ because I knew that without him I would go to hell because of my sin. And I remember him pushing him away, but eventually having to get on my knees and accept him as my saviour. And I think what stirred that and stimulated my thinking was reading the book of Acts. So I'm reading here from 9 verses 1. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for the letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision, Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And the rest you can read on your own. But you just see Paul going one way in life, fully convinced that he was on the right track, doing the right thing. He comes across Christ in a vision and falls on the floor. And we see his whole life change because he met Christ. He goes blind temporarily and for three days and you can just imagine what went on in his head and I think about my life and I think about how I desperately needed Christ and how I was going nowhere and how he broke in and he changed my world and my life and I was walking one direction and I had, I had to walk the other direction and all of our paths and journeys are different and our stories are different with God and if we haven't met Christ I trust that he would reveal himself to you. But in thinking about this, I, I just think, how, have, how has my faith been watered down? How have I made other things become bigger than Christ in my life? And what are those things? What distractions, what worries, what fears, what concerns, what suffering? Um, you know, what is, what is my priority? And in continuing to read the book of Acts, I see here in Acts, 
or what is it, X 20. It's Paul's uh, farewell message and he's going through to the Ephesian church and he says in verse 19, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I have taught you publicly from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in the Lord Jesus. And now compelled by the Holy Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of, of testifying to the good news of God's grace. And so I ask myself, you know, how am I serving Christ? Is my life worth nothing to me? And my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. Because we see God gave Paul a task. And he's given each of us a task. And whether we know exactly what that is or whether we are working on that and, and living more in that every day, our call is to live in the revelation of who Christ is and to make him known to those around us in whatever means God is giving us. And so my question to you is, who has Christ revealed himself to you as? And what has got in the way of that revelation and you living in that? What has distracted you? What has lessened the intensity of your love, the intensity of your passion for him? And I want to encourage you as well as myself to lay those things down, to reflect and remember who Christ is. And, and oh Lord, won't you just reveal that to us more again? Reveal to us who you are. Reveal to us what it is to walk in fullness of what you've called us to. Help us to lay down our lives for you. We repent where we've put other things in front of you. We say, Father, forgive us. But let us run, just like Paul, um, laying his life down, considering it worth nothing, uh, with his only aim being to finish the race and complete the task that you have given us, Jesus. In your name, amen.